0: Where does tornado come from? I, I think it comes from Quick Trip. Okay. And I think it might come from me. <laughs> because I can't just call a food item or a tornado. That's a weather thing. Sure. Um, you know, I you don't want anybody going through a tornado. It's right. just hard to say tornado for a food item.
1: You're listening to the QuickCast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into another episode of the Quick Cast, the official podcast of Quick Trip. My name is Chris Calloway, and I'm joined by McKenna Dirks from our digital marketing team here at Quick Trip. And our guest here today is Paul Service, the Retail Food Service Director here at Quick Trip. Welcome, Paul. Thank you for joining us on the Quick Cast.
0: Well, thanks a lot, Chris. It's fun to be here. I, I listen to your podcast and I see what our guests are saying on the Enthusiast page, and I'm thinking, well, at some point, maybe people should actually hear from the food person. So here we are. Here we are. And it's it's an interesting
1: story of food here at Quick Trip. And let's start with you first. You've been with the company for over 20 years now. Can you yeah. just kind of take us through your, your progression from where you started to where you are here today?
0: Absolutely. I started in 1999. I um, was hired to open the new store in Arcadia, Wisconsin. That opened in June of 99. And um, did that a year, and then I became a district leader for eight years, uh, primarily Winona through Red Wing for most of that time, and then a little bit in Lacrosse at the end. And I always joked I had the best uh, ride in the company because I had the Mississippi River sure. that was my, on either my right or left side on every drive I made from Winona to Red Wing, and I love that. And then in 2008, I joined um, the corporate office and, and started working with the food programs. So for 14 years now, I've been working with all our retail food programs. So
1: you started off uh, in in a store, opening that store. Back in 1999, kind of take us through what, what Quick Trip was then. Kind of, you know, you, a lot of people, you know, obviously have very familiar with everything that we have to offer today. Fried yeah. chicken, takeout meals, everything. But 1999, what was a Quick Trip like?
0: Well, back in those days, you know, convenience stores and gas stations were referred to as Cokes and Smokes. Sure. And uh, so soda, beer and cigarettes, lottery tickets. Uh, we dabbled in food, we always had roller grills, um, we always had our bakery program, and then we had hot and cold dispensed beverage. Um, when I opened that store, that was our food program, was a few hot dogs, bakery, and then hot and cold dispensed, and as, as was all the stores. And we sold, back then cigarettes were more um, prevalent in our society yet, so sold lots and lots of cigarettes, and then of course, just like today, lots and lots of beer.
1: So was it an, an industry change to kind of, you know, start moving towards where we are today? Or was it something that QuickTrip really tried to drive as an industry leader there? Or kind of how did the evolution start kind of changing from that old Cokes and Smokes idea?
0: The evolution really started with Don and the the vice presidents, the, the management team of the company in, in, that, in 2002, that they recognized we needed to make a change. Um, gas margin, cigarettes aren't going to... Keep us alive forever, and, and make this company a viable company fifty, hundred years from now. So the change was made to bring food service uh, more, a better food service program into all our stores, and that got started in two thousand. Uh, there was a few test stores: Sparta, Wisconsin, Red Wing, Wisconsin, a few stores around the La Crosse area that kind of started dabbling with a few sandwiches, and um, and then we got serious. Um, about those sandwiches and, and found a way and, and found the right sandwiches that would actually sell, I guess I should say. So
1: So, I, I grew up on Quick Trip, and I remember, because mm-hmm. we have a big family, we would go into a Quick Trip, get three hot dogs for a buck, yep. you your big buddy, and then you'd, you'd keep going on the road. So that was kind of, I'm trying to, that was probably right around 2000, right? When you sure. started. So th- those roller grills have been around that long, and the, they, yeah. those aren't going anywhere anytime. No,
0: since the beginning of time, the roller grills have been in gas stations or sea stores. We started in 2002, we had some really premium sandwiches. We had a Philly B steak, uh, premium ham and Swiss. They were fantastic sandwiches, but they were very expensive for that time. And um, didn't sell the best. We had a breakfast sandwich program, which is the exact same breakfast sandwich we sell today, still the number one seller, the sausage and egg croissant with cheese. And uh, we had a pizza program, but it was a little bit different pizza. We eventually switched to what we're selling today. And then we started off with the chunkalunka cookie. Um, <laughs> everybody's thought, everybody believed that if you cooked, uh, if you baked a cookie in the store, you're going to have that beautiful aroma in the whole store and that wonderful smell, and they would sell warm. And uh, it's a great. It, the concept is awesome in your head, but it doesn't actually happen in the store. Um, and we just didn't sell a lot, the, the cookies got hard, um, and eventually stores started wrapping them to preserve them so they could get more than a few hours out mm-hmm. of them and selling them cold. And that became our Chunkalunka cookies for a number of years until those sales waned as well.
1: So did that eventually turn into our, our cookies from our bakery or kind of- We had, had
0: like? the cookies from the bakery already. The, okay. the Chunkalunka's were a, ba- a premium cookie. They were very large. They were delicious. We used to do dollar promos with them back in 2008, but it just, it, the, the waste got higher than the sales and sure. it was time for a change, so. McKenna, do you remember Chunkalunka Cookies?
2: I grew up a quick drip kid and I don't remember the Chunkalunka okay. Cookies and I wish I did. I yeah. wish I would have been able to try them.
0: Yeah. Customers still ask for them, so they're, they're still out there, but it's amazing. And then we, in right around 2008, um, as food was, we were trying to grow food We were still figuring it out, but um, some less expensive sandwiches came along, like the cheeseburger and the the little chicken sandwich. Those came around in 2005, 2006, and those sandwiches really started to take off because they were a a quality item for a value price, and we really started to recognize that's what our guest was looking for. They love a Philly roast beef that was expensive, but they're not gonna eat it every day. Mm -hmm. They were looking for more of that one to $2 ring for a, an inexpensive lunch. So them started to take off for us. In 2008 is when dollar days started. Sure. So we've been doing dollar days for 14 years. That's hard to believe. And it all got started by, um, we were at, we had a district leader meeting that everybody was in town. And one of our marketing people at the time mentioned, well, you know, next week is, is uh, National Cheeseburger Day. You should do dollar cheeseburgers. And uh, we did it. And it was huge. It just took off. And so guess what? Within a few months we had dollars every Wednesday we had a different item for a and, dollar and throughout the week and we really we really put together a food promotional calendar by month with a lot of dollar promotions. Now those have obviously went up since then, but, but uh, that kind of really kicked us off and got people to try our food. Mm-hmm. We needed sampling and then we needed good prices because at a dollar people would try something. At $4 they wouldn't. So that really worked for us and then in 2018, we decided to get serious about fried chicken in the stores. Sure. Don and the family and, and the vice president said, you know what, now's, now's the time to fry chicken. And uh, so that's been our, our major project for the last two years, three years, I guess you'd say, God, almost four years ago already. <laughs> and um, and we've really done well with that. So everybody talks about eating healthy, but at the end of the day, they like fried chicken. So
1: Right, absolutely. And I mean, it's a huge like infrastructure change in yep. what we do here at Quick Trip. Can you kind of talk about how that went into changing all of the, the kitchens with fryers and kind of all of the you know construction that needed to go into, into place to bring that to life?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're very fortunate at Quick Trip in that we have the vertical integration we have. Because we had an R&D department, we had a store engineering department, we have the transportation, we have the buying, we have the marketing, so we could sit in a room and put together a program that could be executed in every location. And the people, it took a lot of people. When When we started, we went out and we bought six different fryers from six different manufacturers and different hoods and different cases, display cases for the sales floor for take home meals because that became part of the rollout and and once we got those six stores up and running we actually a group of us went to every one of those stores and evaluated sure um what's the right k display case which is the right fryer i the first 50 or 60 stores we started frying chicken and i visited every store the second week of frying chicken because i wanted to make sure we had the right equipment for them and we kept making an adjustments as we went whether we needed a dishwasher or a different kind of table we and i'm still looking for those types of improvements so the fact that we could do all that in-house without having to hire outside outside analysts or outside designers really was a big difference the the recipe we used to make our chicken we developed Mm -hmm. our r&d people um you know we all came together in a room and i I ate fried chicken every day for like three months (laughs) until we knew we had it right and um and we did, we did the same for the rotisserie chicken. We did this, We do the same for every item we, we try as we, we try to do it in-house if we can.
1: So Quick Trip has their own blend of herbs and spices?
0: Yes. <laughs> yes, we do.
1: So, McKenna, when did you start in the store?
2: Um, I started working
1: in 2016. So you kind of saw the, the chicken being implemented into the stores. I mean, from, from a retail coworker perspective, bringing that in, I mean, was that like we're getting serious here in the kitchen? I mean,
2: yeah, from the get go, I was stuck in the kitchen, which I loved it. So, um, but when we first started frying chicken, we had to redo our kitchen completely. Mm-hmm. I was at 210 on Black Ave, um, and our kitchen was very small and it was under construction for weeks, and it, it made it very difficult. But I remember it was August of 2019, that's when I started training to fry chicken at other stores and it, it was eye-opening to me Sure. because i had already been working in a store for so long doing all the food service and then all of a sudden we were frying raw chicken
1: mm-hmm. so and taking chicken i mean it takes your kitchen to a different level because you have yeah. all of the sanitation raw meat all that oh, kind oh of yes stuff. i mean that yes. that had kicked that department just
0: yeah food safety was involved from day one and and they really helped us they knew we were doing it, and they helped us make sure we did it safely, and it and, and worked out perfectly. And, and the team in food safety, uh, Evan and, and, and many of them, they spent hours and days on the road too at every single store mm-hmm. early on helping us make sure we get this right, we get our training right, so we're safe. And to the construction part, we did we did go into every store, and we had to, we had to put a vent hood in that could suck all the grease out of the building mm-hmm. and the heat um, we didn't have that in our kitchens, and we had to go put that in every store, and that created a lot of construction. And it took small kitchens and made them smaller sure, um, because we added all this new equipment. And now we're going back to all those stores. I, I, 210 has been remodeled. Oh. Um, we've done an addition uh, so they have a little bit more space back there to, to fry chicken and, and uh, not have to stand on top of each other to do everything. Because <laughs> nice. they have to do bakery back there, sure. mm-hmm. the entire hotspot program, and do all the chicken work plus the prep work. I mean, our, our kitchens are very, very busy. So
1: right. I mean, the new stores, the Gen threes. I would imagine you got you know just space to be planned
0: for, but mm-hmm.
1: retrofitting some of these smaller stores. Yep. that's probably one yep. a big obstacle for yep. you. Guys, and we're right?
0: fortunate. We work for a company that's not afraid to go back mm-hmm. and spend the money necessary to make every store, every store's kitchen uh, efficient, and that and that's what we're doing right now.
1: So. To me, kind of the, the fried chicken, the, the whole chicken program kind of, you know, took us up a level. It took yes. us up a, a notch in kind of the food world. How do you kind of continue to overcome that stereotype of what gas station food is and kind of push our food program to kind of where it is and where you want it to go? Yeah.
0: When I was a district leader back in 2003 and 2004 and, and I'd have my guest service leader meetings or my store leader meetings, I always put this picture up of a semi-truck, and then sandwiches. And we want to move from a gas station to a food destination. Mm-hmm. And that was always my, my theme. And, and that was many of our, of our district leaders, at our theme at the time. And, and the key to it was sampling and then deep discounting and having the, the, the promotions like the dollar days and stuff. But sampling is, is still one of our most effective tools for promoting our new items. And, and um, I always, you know, a crude way to say it is we have to put the food in people's mouths so they sure. know it's good. And, um, and, our, and our food product demonstrators have done an amazing job since 2002 or three when we started that. We've been doing that for a long time, too. and um, We try to keep all our food product demonstrators updated. They get a newsletter every month with what's new and what's coming and some background information that nobody else knows about every item. and But the reason we are where we are today and having the success is due to sampling, due to um, the deep discounting, and then, of course, getting the word out. Our marketing department's always done a good job at helping us get the word out.
1: Well, that's what we try to do. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned sampling. I feel like one of the, the products that they're continually trying to push is because there's so many different ones out there is take-home meals. Yes. So that's a new, another relatively new endeavor. Uh, can you kind of take us through the, the origin of that and kind of where you see that, you know, vertical going?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was another, um, you know, Don uh, and the family had decided, you know, they, they, they feel there's a, a market out there for that type of meal, um, a meal that you can take home and eat or heat up and eat. and and we, and we have a case for that. And we wanted to be able to manufacture those meals here where we can have our you take advantage of vertical integration and have a few people do the work instead of having two or three people at every single store doing the work. You can have thirty versus eight hundred and 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 really utilize vertical integration. So, Another big adventure, our R&D department um, and, and, and marketing and everybody got together, we did lots of sampling and lots of trials and focus groups to come up with a, a set of meals that we thought we could sell. We started out with a small kitchen on, in on Alaska, making meals for a year in the test stores mm-hmm. um, until the new plant was built. When we started building the new take home meal plant, we didn't know what equipment we needed inside <laughs> it. Um, that, that came later. We Put just knew we needed a big figure building. It out. <laughs> And, uh, and, and it worked and and that program is coming along slowly um, I, I think it's one of those things that it is going to be more popular as time goes on. Um, we're not quite there today I still remember the the founder of Apple when he devi- when he developed the iPod and then the iPhone he said I'm making stuff people don't know they need yet mm. and sometimes I look at, that's what our take-home meal program is. We have d- developed something that people don't know they need yet. And, and I think that as time goes on, that, that program will be highly successful for us. It's already doing well, but it'll just continue to get better.
1: I feel like people either fall into two camps. They've tried it and they loved it, or they haven't tried
0: it yet. Yeah, right, exactly. So, yeah.
1: it's something like that, you know, it it starts as a conversation maybe in a district meeting somewhere and then not too far down the line there's a building going up to kind yes. of support that meeting. I mean, that's I think one of the the cool things about Quick Trip is that okay, like you mentioned, we're willing to put in the infrastructure needed to to get this yeah. done. Is that it's got to be kind of surreal to see, okay, Take a Meal started as an idea now there's a building on the other side yeah. of campus.
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of you. If you look at our core competencies of our company, one of them is innovation, and mm-hmm. we're always out there looking to be ahead of the game. You can't get complacent with what you're doing today because somebody's going to pass you by. And um, our goal is to never be passed by, so sure. we're always looking for the next thing.
1: Very cool. Um, speaking of things that maybe come up from time to time, uh, LTOs. Yes. Those are things that people love, but they're, they're not around forever. Can you mm-hmm. kind of take us through that idea? You know, people saw the fried pickles, they loved them, they're not here forever. What, what's kind of the idea behind the LTL program?
0: Yeah, so it's very scientific. Sure. Uh, especially in the, in, in the world we live in today with coming out of the pandemic and the supply chain challenges, if we can get a product, we just buy it. And if we can get eight truckloads or 10 truckloads, we just buy it and then we sell it. Um, it used to be a little more laid out than that, but right now it's tough to get products. So we got eight semi-loads of pickles, and then when they were gone, they were gone. We just can't get any more from sure. the vendor. Um, um, all that stuff will be back someday, but really the LTO, is the idea is to create some excitement. Sure. Um, you know, we have a core menu that we're always gonna have, our breakfast sandwiches, our hamburgers, our pizza slices, our chicken, but now we wanna take and drop something in there once in a while to give people that visit our stores often for their meals, for more variety. Um, And and everybody has a go-to item, Mm -hmm. but now today I can pick this item up or that item up and try something new that people like that. So I'm a little, um, it's been frustrating this last year uh, with with, uh, getting product, but we're to the point now where the reason things are running out so fast is we, first of all, we're selling the heck out of whatever we put in the store, but secondly, we just can't get more from the vendor. And, and, and it's hard to believe that, but that, that's what's going on is they might be able to make a commitment three months out that, yeah, we could make you eight semi-loads of mozzarella sticks, mm-hmm. but when they're gone, they're gone. We can't make you anymore.
1: Is that difficult to explain to people that, like, we just can't get anymore? I mean, we don't even a, try. <laughs> this
0: is the most explaining of this I've learned. Sure.
1: Heard. I, mean, that's, I mean, the last couple of years in particular, the challenge mm-hmm. of it, I mean, you probably have more emails and phone calls of people that – you know, the average guest would, would never know about, yeah. but like, how do you even kind of sum up the, the, the challenges that you've overcome yeah. here, you know, specifically since like beginning of 2020? Yeah.
0: And again, we're fortunate. We have the teams we have, you know, we have a, a great team in the buying department and, and, and category management that are, that are constantly out there looking for products and, and dealing with the day-to-day of, of the vendors. Um, you know, I just, my job is just to get mad when we ran out of something, but <laughs> I've kind of tempered that down now too, but it's hard to explain all this. It, it, it's weird. And I read the comments from our guests that, that talk about, you know, I love this new item you just put in a store. I hope it stays when I already know we just sold the last case out of the warehouse. Right. It's frustrating for me to see that. And this is going to go on probably for a few more years. This isn't, you know, today or tomorrow or by fall, this is going to pass. This is how it's probably going to be for a long time.
1: Are we ever going to run out of cheesy breadsticks, though?
0: Uh, the goal is no. We will drop other things so we don't. Sure. Um, um, but, uh, no, um, that company has been really good about keeping us in. in, in we are their number one uh, seller of that product uh, in the country. So um, they, they do pretty well. They, there may be other places that can't get mm-hmm. them, but they, so far they've been able to keep us in stock.
1: So, working in stores, are you amazed at the amount of cheesy breadsticks go out the door?
2: I can't even tell you. So when I worked at the Water Street store in Eau Claire, um, our best time for selling food was Third Shift Okay. um, because Water Street was a major bar street. um, So all the college kids would drop in and the first things that they would look for are chicken sandwiches and cheesy breadsticks. Um, I remember one night I worked an overnight and we, I want to say we got to over 400 units by 4 a.m. Just It was cheesy breadsticks and chicken sandwiches. Yep. That's what they love.
1: So, in, in some regards, it's not complicated. 2 a.m. Nope. cheesy breadsticks, you mm-hmm. have them out there, they'll sell, right?
0: Yes, that is <laughs> that easy. And pizza mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. But the big, and that's the, the, the amazing thing about our food program, is we sell a lot of chicken and we sell. A lot of LTO items and we sell it does well but at the end of the day it comes down to breakfast sandwiches cheesy breadsticks uh, cheeseburgers and pizza slices that's our and the chicken sandwich that's our business and and uh, that's a majority of the business sure
1: so what is it about quick trip maybe now that Would have surprised you 10 years ago? Is it some of the chicken take home meal things are doing, or are those kind of things that maybe you hoped we would be able to get to someday? Or, you know, kind of if you rewind back a little bit, are you maybe surprised by anything that we're able to do right now?
0: Yeah, there's a couple of things. I remember back when we started, we would call up a vendor and say, hey, we want to sell a burger. Do you have burger patties that we could bring in and, and work with? And they would laugh at us and say, you're not going to sell that in a gas station to where now we have vendors that call us and say, we want to sell you our, our cheeseburger, our, our, our burger patty. Um, so we've really flipped the script. And the other thing that is, has really been surprising to me, um, besides all the food we sell, is we now partner with vendors and invent things. Um, in sure. 2014, the, uh, we partnered with Frankie and created Kruba Gold. Oh, yeah. You know, and in, in, in a few years later, we partnered with Fresh Blends and created... The Fresh Blender, that, that, that machine did not exist in the world until we started working with that in our stores. You know, we had the prototype. We've, we go through a lot of pain to do this, sure. but, but um, it works. So we've been able to invent. We partner with vendors and invent things. It's, it's rather unique to be in that position. And, uh, and just recently, the last couple of years, we've partnered with Altosham out of Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, and our, they're developing ovens that we need. Wow. To cook our food and that worked the way it works in my head. Sure. So, I mean, it's been, it's amazing. That, that, them are the biggest surprises to me is, I guess, was to say is how far we come. It's very amazing. It's been a heck of a ride.
1: Are you able to envision what's next, what the next couple of years are going to look like? Or is it,
0: I have thoughts in my head, but I don't <laughs> say them all out. <laughs> sure. Um, but um, I would love to see us get into tacos. Oh. Um, but I need to find a way to do it. That doesn't create just an un, an uh, you know a huge burden in the kitchen. Sure, um, we would like to be able to deliver them off the hot spot and things like that. So we have to figure th- work through that. And I have never said that out loud before, but um, yeah, tacos is a big thing. I, and then, you know, once you put a fryer in your store, your your um, options are unlimited. Sure. So that program, we just keep rolling different things into that. That that'll continue for years. But I think, in you know, if you look out. 10 years on food service, um, food is going to continue to get healthier. It's going to continue to address more of the, um, niche things out there, whether it be gluten-free or it's going to continue to watch allergens. Mm -hmm. Um, right now there's not a large, there's not a large enough market for us in our small format to service all of that, but that day will come. Sure. So I think that you're going to see more and more of that as time goes on. And as time goes on, that stuff gets more flavorful and better and easier Absolutely. to palatable and stuff like that. So that, that, that's kind of where I see the future going.
1: And one of the things that I've, seen, uh, I think I saw a picture just on the Enthusiast page over the weekend, someone had a quick trip donut wall at their wedding, you know, yes, glazers and that sort yes. of thing. And kind of that idea of of catering or yeah. being able to make large scale items to be able to take to an event. What's our like official stance on that? And are we able to do anything with enough time or kind of how do you approach that world?
0: Yeah. So what I would say to people that ask them questions, because we get them all the time and a lot of people or more and more people now are asking can you take care of my 11 p.m. or midnight uh, snacks at the at the wedding after everybody's had enough and the dance is over mm-hmm. um, and what I would say to people is we don't have a, a plan or a, a formal thing but the best thing you can do is go talk to your local store leader mm-hmm. and they'll work with you um, sure. yeah I've seen the donut walls my daughter got married uh, last summer and we had a glazer wall in, or glazer tower in the in there and that was something she wanted to do and so it is very popular and it can be done but work with the local store they'll get you the product and then you know all of all when you get married it seems the parents of the bride and groom will have all these aunts and uncles that always come up and say hey how can i help well here you go contact quick trip take care of this for me and bring it and set it up so that that's how you get it done affordably and um, you know we don't have the infrastructure to deliver Um, We don't have that in our in our stores right now and we we don't have that type of info or or the hot holding capability But um, we can certainly help people along cook the food or get the product into the store that they can pick up
1: So McKenna when you see those requests on social media enough time and talk to the right people we can make it work right yes
2: that's exactly what i tell them i'm like we don't cater however you can yeah. always talk with the store leader at
1: your local store yeah. and they will help you
0: call us that day it might be tricky give us a week we Yeah, exactly and it. that's what people are doing and it, it's a lot of fun
2: this episode is brought to you by 499 whole roasted chickens
1: every monday that starts
0: hey thank you that starts today (laughs) all right (laughs) yeah Monday June 6th that's awesome
1: so kind of that idea that uh we've got these whole birds they're delicious just Mm -hmm. trying to get them into more people's mouths as you say
0: right get them in their mouths change people's habits they're used to going to their grocery store or Sam's Club or Costco for the last more years than I can count Mm -hmm. uh, to get their whole birds but now we have them at Quick Trip and so we need to change their habit and get the word out better that, that we have this product. So four 99 Mondays will be around and till that works.
1: Right. And it's one of the most versatile items that yes. you can use, you know, eat it straight off the bird or keep it cold for a salad later. Yeah. So many different options. Okay. So <clears throat> since we have you, we have a couple of questions that we ask all our guests at the end of every episode. Uh, first question here, if you could have any quick trip food item, whether it's in the past or now for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: It'd be the Angus cheeseburger. Okay. That's been my favorite since 2002. Um, I just have always enjoyed it. Now the fried chicken would be uh, a very close second, but Angus cheeseburger. Okay.
1: A item on the roller grill. It's got apparently a controversial... Tornado or
0: tornado. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think you might be the authority
0: here. Yeah. So Reese Foods, the the people that make it, will tell you it's a tornado. Okay. That's the official name. So I, I'm sorry I just blew your question for the future. Uh, where does Tornado come from? I, don't... I think it comes from Quick Trip. Okay. And I think it might come from me. <laughs> because I can't just call a food item or tornado. That's a tornado. That's a weather thing. Sure. That's very nasty. Okay. Um, you know, I, you don't want anybody going through a tornado. It's right. just hard to say tornado for a food item okay. in my mind. I th- it might have been me or a couple of us back in the early 2000s that said Tornado. Wow. Because Reese Foods from uh, they're from California. I don't think they have. They didn't name it Wildfire. You sure. know <laughs> right. that? Right. Um, when I asked them that question, they said that's only around Quick Trip where we hear tornado. Interesting.
2: That's so funny. I've always called it tornado yeah? since I started. <laughs> I think
1: if you've ever worked in a store, it's it's yeah, a tornado. I think we started that. Wow. In fact, I know we started that. Okay.
2: I've heard some coworkers say tornado, and yeah. then I look at them funny, and I'm like, what are you saying? No, no, no. Yeah. It's
1: a tornado around here. Mm-hmm. And then um, for our dairy, are you team brown cap or green cap?
0: I'm green cap. Okay. I, I like the little bit less calories. Um, and, I, and I remember when we developed that. Because sure. for years we only had brown cap. And um, our dairy R&D people worked extremely hard to get the, the milk with less fat in it to taste as good as the milk sure. with all the fat in it. And by God, they pulled it off. So <laughs> pretty darn good. And yeah. the,
1: the dairy, I mean, we should say we work in the building that's connected to the dairy that, mm-hmm. that thing's growing like crazy. I mean, they're constantly
0: doing construction there. Oh my goodness. Are they ever? Yes.
1: It, it, that's just to kind of keep up with the, the volume that we need to produce, right?
0: Yeah. And it's not just uh, fluid milk and it, it's the water plant continues to grow as well as the ice cream is just taken off crazy. I, I would say we have the best ice cream in the United States. Yeah. And I eat ice cream almost every night. Uh-huh. Um, but now I only eat quick trip ice cream, but because I can't, how, how could you go anyplace else and get ice cream? No. I, the brookie dough. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know how yeah. you get much better than that. It yeah.
0: Like, yeah. We can't put it in a bigger container because it gets too expensive. Okay. So it might have to be a $10, $10.48, $10 48 ounce sure. that package. So that pint is perfect though. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Well, Paul, uh, we appreciate your your time here this morning. Um, It's awesome, I mean, just personally learning about our food service program, and uh, I I can't wait to see where where Quick Trip and and everything goes in that department, and we we really appreciate everything you do there.
0: Well, thank you. It's been fun, Chris. It's uh, nice to do this in McKenna. Sounds good, and we'll see you next time. Yes. Thanks for listening to the QuickCast. Hey, we'll see you next time.